my last fight, you know, I got a good one. I had a tricky opponent. I took this fight on about two and a half weeks notice. It was a new weight category as well. You know, I dropped down to welterweight. I felt good in there. Do you know what I mean? I've been working a lot of things. It should have been a first round knockout. Do you know what I mean? I hit him with a clean right hand. It's landed about here. So he's gone, oh, back of the head. But he tried getting up and he couldn't get up. He was dazed. I felt good at the weight mentally and physically. Hopefully, welterweight have some exciting nights ahead. I was told last night it'll be local, bit of normality. There'll be tickets available. So it, I'm looking forward to it. Something that people overlook, you know, the atmosphere and the buzz and the motivation it gives you. I have a job to do. And that job shouldn't depend on anything other than me and him in the ring. I've done the hard work, so there should be no doubt. If, they, if anybody offered you silly money for to fight YouTube, I don't care who he is, a fight, it's a fight. Uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, anybody else cares, mate, hit me up, bro. Welcome back to the CoachCast podcast. We have a returning guest, professional boxer, Mr. Inder Bassi. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing, bro? How are you keeping? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's nice to have a little catch-up. It's, it's it's actually the first episode that we're doing, which is going to be more of a catch-up episode. So if uh, if you are here to learn about your culture and upbringing and things, we covered that in the first episode, which is, I believe, episode number six. So... If you want to know a bit more about Inder, his upbringing, how he got into boxing, that was all covered back in that episode. And um, I was actually thinking just before we jumped onto this, you, you're the only person that's been on not once, not twice, but three twice. times now. No, third time now, yeah. Yeah, right. so because um, we did the Farmers Protest podcast as well. So that's right. obviously that's still an ongoing issue. So I thought we could just maybe touch on that Definitely. before we jump jump into the rest of it. Um, yeah, if anybody still doesn't know, Farmers protest is the largest protest in, in, in the world I, and it's still going on. I do think it'll carry on. I don't think the Modi government is going to um, take it back. It might be the last resort, but they'll probably lose. Well, I, I hope they lose um, the next election. And only then I think will they retake, re reboot those um, farmers' laws. 100%. I don't and, think um, it'll happen anytime soon. I, I don't know. I hope it does, but I just don't see it happening. I think for for my like point of view, maybe they, they were hoping that the the effort would have dwindled away by now, but obviously the, the elders that we have over there and obviously some of the youngsters that are still going on strong over there. Um yeah, definitely. And obviously, um I think more default, you know what people are gonna like you said, they're gonna die down, it's gonna die down, people are gonna forget about it. But he lost um I think it was Bihard with that lady one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember her name. The lady won the election, and that was like Modi was there for like oh, 10 days. He's personally went there, done loads of massive rallies, massive rallies, and it's a big state with a lot of seats. And he put a lot of joy in there. He really tried hard to win that. Um, that I think it, I think it was hard, but don't quote me. Well, like UP or something. It was another state, not not in Punjab, and um, he lost. Everyone was like, "No, he's going to win." He spent all this money, these massive rallies, blah blah blah, and he lost. And I think that was that is hopefully like a a taste of what's going to come for him because, like I said, a lot of people are against him. Um, but then again, he has he's a a strict right wing Hindu, so obviously Hindu is India is a Hindu majority country, so you never really know. So yeah, wait and see, I guess. This is the thing, though. It's when, like, obviously, all of this gets muddled up and tied into each other, which we talked about in the in the 
farmers protest yeah, podcast when it's not negative. exactly yeah, yeah when it's just about human rights like obviously exactly. we all know that farmers uh put blood sweat and tears into um exactly. into the the work that they do and obviously it ends up being food on our table but yeah. we covered things like suicide rate average income and things in the previous yeah, podcast them, yeah. which is um and it was really good to get dr shadadeep singh on because he he was uh really informative um on that yeah. side of things as well and covered a lot but as you say it's been over i think it passed 200 days in june now we're in september so it's it's way over 200 days over 500 days no? yeah it's i think almost mm. almost so um it's just not nice and the thing that mm-hmm. i that i actually thought was um because it didn't sit right with me as, and it happens all the time but mm. during the olympics and during like uh when India's hockey team were winning and the majority oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of them players are Sikh and obviously like turban wearing Sikhs. Yeah, yeah. When the farmers protest was going on, it was like, look at these terrorists, yeah, these yeah, Sikh yeah, yeah, terrorists. Yeah, yeah. But then when the Olympics is going on, it's like, look at these national heroes. It's mad and, because, it's, sorry to interrupt you, it's like mm-hmm. India is different from England and Canada and America. There, they use religion to benefit their own sort of personal agenda. And the lack like of the matter is not religious, but they use religion to get their way. And that's what causes problems and fuels the fire. Um, farmers' protests got nothing to do with Sikh people, yeah. but they've made it as in it's a them, us versus them kind of thing. And that's what the Modi government is playing on for support. Do you know what I mean? But who knows, though? Exactly. I mean, like, as you say, it it does happen everywhere. I think we've seen when after England got knocked out the Euros yeah, and, yeah. and with the penalty, it becomes uh, like a sport to, and mm. in race gets used as like a political thing afterwards. Yeah. And it does happen all over the world, but it just, it's one of them things that just doesn't sit right with them. Um, but do you know what it is? It's different in India. The media gets involved. So in here, you don't have BBC Sport or like, I don't know, whatever, stomach channel fueling the fire of black people they they you know they support equality obviously rightfully so and it, but in india it's like the media only voices what the government wants them to voice and that's a big big problem yeah the corruption over there is fucking mental like obviously mental. with twitter and things like that as well like they were just banning oh, yeah, that's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah anything that hashtag farmers protest you just get banned account straight away jazzy b's oh. account got suspended in india you Who's can sure? see it. Jazzy B. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jazzy B, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... It's, it's in Rihanna, crazy. bro. Forget Jazzy B, Rihanna, bro. Yeah. She didn't get um, suspended, but, mate, they was just talking about how she had links with Khalistan or whatever else. It was, I don't even know. It's crazy. Man, but it's... as as we both said, um, we, we talked about it a lot more in detail, a lot more fact-based on our Farmers oh, Protest podcast. That was me, uh, Ender Basi, and Dr. Shalandeep Singh. So if you haven't checked that out, go check that out. But from the fight... With the farmers' protests, the fight in the ring that you had a couple of months ago. Well, that was clever, that one. <laughs> you waited for that all day. <laughs> I was like, yo, how am I going to link this? <laughs> but um, yeah, because so a couple of months ago, you you um, you got back to winning ways. Yeah. Against a very, very awkward opponent. Yeah. Um, if we if we skip past the first round, because I think the end of the first round, or like during the first round, there was a there was a bit of controversy. Yeah. So uh, but for so if we come back to that a bit later on, but. Yeah. The rest of the fight, like you were looking, and obviously in the first round as well, looking very good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. 
my last um, fight, you know, I got a good one. I had a tricky opponent, but um, I felt good in there. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I had, um, it was a new weight category as well. You know, I dropped down to water weight. I didn't make championship water weight. Um, obviously, you, you don't have to make championship weight up unless it's the title fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was only like a kilo over championship. So even then, it's not a lot, you know, a kilo is nothing really. Um, I, I took this fight on about, so I, I had a fight originally, it got cancelled, blah, blah, blah. And then I took this, took this fight on about two and a half weeks notice. I was sitting there, he said, you want to put, I said, yeah, go for it. Like I said, I was preparing for a previous fight that had got cancelled, but it got cancelled. So then I just got the phone call and I took this fight. Um, I felt good in there. You know I mean, I've been working on a lot of things and it was a bit unfortunate, you know, in my one before the last fight I lost, um, uh, you know, the, I had a six round, it was a tough fight. I felt like I learned so much from that fight. It was unbelievable. Like everyone says this as well. And I've lost in the amateurs and I, and I would say, you know, people would always say it's not, a, it's not a loss, it's a lesson. But I never understood what they meant. But that last fight I had, not last fight, one before, sorry, the one I lost, I honestly learned so much from it. It's unbelievable. I learned so much about myself, you know, about my training, about everything. I learned so much and lesson for me it was a very, very tough, very cold lesson. But maybe I needed that lesson. You know? I mean, maybe I took the fight too easy. Everyone's saying, oh, you're going to stop him in that you're going to do this to him. I was, I was massive. I don't remember if, I don't know if you watched the fight. I was really big yeah. for, that, for my, for my fight. You know, I, I looked like a bodybuilder in the, in the ring. There's loads of things. I'm not saying it was one or wrong. This is what I lost. But like I said, it taught me so much. So, you know, I've been working in gym, working in gym. Um, and I, I had a good win. I had a good win. Uh, it would have been even better had I got the first round stoppage because he's a very awkward opponent. You know, a month, six weeks before he fought me, he boxed on a matchroom show and he gave a good fight. It was a very, very, very close fight. It was six rounds. It went the distance and it was not like he got completely outclassed it was, if you watch the fight on youtube now you're going to be wow this guy is good he he's beat a lot of um um young fighters so he's not a guy who just comes to lose and what goes for a walk he's there make it awkward make it messy try and nick the win but um i dealt with it well i felt good at the way it felt strong you know really it sh- you know, I, I know you said we'll talk about it in a minute but it should have been a first round knockout you know what i mean it should have been over uh, before the first bell even went but, yeah, um, well, let, well, let's just jump into it. So basically, the first round, hit him with a left hook. He claimed it was behind the head. And... No, so it was like a left, it was like a left hook, and then it was a right hand. I hit him with a clean right hand. And obviously, where he's ducking and bobbing and weaving and whatever he's doing, it's landed about here, mm-hmm. which is completely legal. It's the things from here. Yeah. So it's landed about here, but that's completely legal. And the referee was a bit inexperienced, but my opponent was very experienced. So he's gone, oh, back of the head immediately. You know, he thought fast, but he tried to get up and he couldn't get up. He was dazed. So the referee's gone, oh, you know, warned me. But I was like, wait, that wasn't even, first of all, if it's intentional, I'm throwing these big hooks around the sides, around the back of the houses. It's understandable. But I was throwing straight shots. He just happened to dip low and it just landed. It was, it was a, and really my coach said to the, he spoke to the officials after, he said, listen, he was dazed. He could have, um, you know, the referee continued, let's say, to continue the fight. He could have got brain damage after that. 
You don't know. I don't even think he was dead. He was like fully, he tried to get up. He didn't he even get, get up, up initially. Exactly. And then when he did, he was wobbling back into he his corner. He, he was he was more than dazed. That's what I'm saying. And like, him aside, that would look really good on my record. Like I said, he's a good opponent. He's a tricky opponent. He doesn't get stopped. That would look really good first round knockout. But it's all could have, would have, should have been. It, it just wasn't meant to be. But like I said, I was happy with the winner box well. Um, felt strong in there, so... Do you think that you the, the going down an extra weight category to welterweight um did you retain your strength because obviously yeah definitely. you did hurt him quite a few times do you feel like you were a bigger puncher at welterweight definitely because you know what it is um every fighter in the world apart from me fucking every fighter in the world loses weight and they kill themselves to lose weight yeah he sits in a in a sauna thing before like he's weighing me I, I when I was making light middle. Because there's a catch rate, I, I didn't have to lose no weight. I, I, I would diet for like, when I say diet, I would just cut down portion sizes by a fraction and I would make weight easily. And that's not how it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. You're meant to kill your body a bit. You're meant to not kill, should I say, you're meant to like put your body through some toughness. So you, it makes you mentally stronger. Not only obviously are you strong physically because you're heavier, than, you're big at the weight, but mentally you've dieted, you've controlled your food. When you're eating what you want, whenever you want, it's different. Do you know what I mean? I felt good at the weight mentally and physically. So, you know, hopefully what weight have some exciting nights ahead. Fingers crossed. Um, is that yeah. is that one of the lessons that you learned from the, the previous fight? Because obviously you alluded to there saying that like you, you, you've altered training camp and things like that. So is that, do you think one of the things that you looked back on and thought at, super well uh, because you didn't really have to cut too much you might have been a bit more relaxed whereas going into it welterweight you know that you've sacrificed a bit more so maybe yeah, subconsciously yeah, that you're... was one um i was too big for the, the 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 loss i was just physically too big you know i'm a boxer not a bodybuilder i'm, I'm not a weightlifter you know i mean my game is boxing so we worked on a few things in the gym and plus technique you know i picked i learned a lot of things you know a lot of things that i wouldn't have ever learned i wouldn't have ever bothered to learn if if i'd won like yeah. I said, listen if i could i could if i could wave a magic wand and take that loss back i would i would do it right now you know i don't want a loss on my record but undoubtedly it's taught me a, a very valuable lesson lessons that's, that's the sport in the world that's the sport in life I remember we spoke recently after the 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 previous fight, the one that obviously you've just won and we we were talking about, and that first round, what should have been a knockout, we were saying mm. that that can have, and I think you just mentioned that uh, there yourself, that can have like quite a big impact on records and things, mm. um, because a knockout with somebody who goes the distance with a lot of prospects, yeah. it'll show that you're obviously. Uh, in the mix with the other prospects, if not better, obviously shows your punching power, etc. Mm. And I think when we were speaking, I, I, I don't really want to put the referee under the bus a bit, but you were saying that you was a bit inexperienced. Yeah, definitely, was... definitely was inexperienced. You know, at the end of the day, I'm, if I'm a referee, I can't listen to you. I I should be telling you, this is what happened. You shouldn't. Mm. I shouldn't go by what you said. You can say, oh, Inder's elbowed me. Inder's headbutt me. What did that mean? I headbutted you. For example, if me, you know what I'm saying? The referee yeah. should make his own decision. You can't be influenced by a fighter or the crowd or this or that. It's not how it's meant to be. 
Yeah, because it was weird. Even when he was on the floor, I think he was trying to make the the, the fighter. Uh, I think he was trying to make a case to your corner, saying, "Oh, it was back of the mm. head." And I can see. You can watch the video back on YouTube for anybody who's listening. The full fight is uh, on MTK's YouTube channel. And you can see um, your trainer is basically just having none of it. Like, immediately is basically saying, nah, like, you, he hasn't hit you behind the head. You, you're playing up here. And um, I think if you watch it a few times over, you can sort of tell that. But again, like you said, credit to the guy, his experience. He used his survival tactics and he got through the fight. Um, he was him, yeah. extremely awkward though when I was watching it back. Like, yeah. he, I don't know what was going on. One minute he's flying, fucking flying his arm in the air to put yeah, you off. He does, yeah. He's got like a really stiff leg. It looked like he had hip surgery just before he went in there. His like leg was that stiff. Is that not really off-putting for you when you're in there? Or do you just have to work around whatever's in front of you? Definitely. And where I only had four rounds, it was you know you have to you have to get it done asap. But um. Like it's another lesson I learned in my in my previous fight. At the end of the day, no matter what he does or what I do or what the next door neighbor does or what the fucking crowd does, I have a job to do. Mm-hmm. And that job shouldn't depend on anything other than me and him in the ring. I've done the hard work. So there should be no doubts physically. It's just turning up mentally. And like I said, you've got to be prepared for whatever your opponent throws at you whenever do you understand like i can't say like i said listen it makes a difference had he not been pouncing about for four rounds i would have probably i might have stopped him but i didn't do you know what i mean i I got a whoever whoever whoever's in the ring whatever they're doing i got to work around it that's what makes a good fighter um that's what makes a good fighter is he can adapt asap to whatever's in front of him and that's what I have to do. That's what I had to do. 100%, absolutely. Uh, uh, it is obviously good having these sort of fights underneath your belt. Even the one previous with the head clash and obviously you breaking your nose, It's there was a bit of dirty tactics in there. Ironically, even this fighter, he was like claiming low blows and stuff, but I think he landed a few himself that you, you yeah. don't really contest yourself. And I think he, he did a lot of rabbit punches as well. Like He was yeah, quite yeah. a dirty... He used a professional tactics, shall I say. That's right, and, listen... Um, he had to do what he had to do to 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 get the win. I have to do what I have to do, you know. I'm not the type to keep complaining. Um, it's a fight, mate. But do you, do you think being in in the uh, in the ring with these guys and and being on the receiving end of them dirty tactics, you you learn to. I don't want to say imp- I don't want to say implement them yourself, but like just learn to how to handle them and sort of yeah, maybe even pick percent. it up in the future fights. Like if somebody Media does percent. rabbit punch you or hit you on the belt, you can sort of take advantage of that situation like these guys have. That's right. I mean, listen, he was very. I didn't realize this. You might or might know, might may or may not know this. So he claimed I hit him in the back of the head, and the referee said I hit him behind the head. Had he have not been able to continue, I would have been disqualified. Not no contest. I would have been disqualified. How mad is that? So I could have full well been disqualified in that fight. If he could, if he said I can't get out, I can't fight. That's it, disqualified. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it would be a no contest. I didn't know that. My coach told me. I didn't know my coach told me. That's so mad. That's unbelievable to think I would have been, could have been, rightfully so disqualified. Well, not rightfully so, but according to according to my opponent. Disqualified. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought because it was like, 
I know, like in like twelve round fights and things, if there's a head clash early on, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they normally just do it no contest mm. up to four rounds. I think it is. apparently uh, it feels like a intentional head uh, back of the head, which is what he accused me of. Yeah, uh, is um is is disqualification. Yeah, that's well. Luckily, he continued. To be fair, I think. Um, yeah, exactly. I got to thank him for that. Yeah, <laughs> he sort of he sort of didn't do you a favor by claiming it was back of the head, but did do you a favor by continuing at the same time. That's right. Talking about head clashes and things, obviously the fight previously we talked about you you broken nose. Obviously that was in the last podcast as well. Is I assume obviously that was fully recovered. How was that going into this fight? Was was there any difficulty breathing? I mean, that's or... what I'm looking at now. It's not too bad, but um, yeah, it was alright to be honest. Uh, I rested it well. Um, it was all good. It was all good. Uh, um, I didn't really feel it in the ring. Do you know what I mean? I didn't really feel like it affected me or my performance. Just. Uh, you kind of forget about these things, you know what I mean? Because when you're in the ring, you're in the ring. Mm-hmm. You've got a job to do. So it was, it was good. It, it wasn't a problem. That's good. And um, as you mentioned before, that fight was meant to happen earlier, but you had a cancelled fight. Yeah. And um, we spoke beforehand uh, that the fight was um, cancelled due to uh, medical licence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um What was it? I can't even remember. Uh, I think it was like you, you need to have a, a medical every year. I you need to have was... a medical every year, but for some for some reason, um, I can't even remember what it was. I can't remember, but yeah, it was not a problem. It just it was just long. I had to just do something and get it filled out and. Because I didn't realise that myself when we were talking about it. I think it, yeah. you, you were basically saying that you needed your, your medical licence updated, so you just had to do a few tests. Every year. And, so every year you have to do your brain scan, um, eye test, and like a blood test. Um, I can't remember what... I, I had something which was... There was, a, oh, you, you, you can't... you can't Until we don't get this, you have to redo it. And then I, I, had to, I think it's because I broke my nose... I had to get report from the hospital and all these kind of things and a, a signed report from the doctor to say that I'm fit to box and it was just headache because before that I was meant to box this this was kind of like the last day last minute so it was like the Wednesday and it, it was being contested whether they could pass it or not and I was meant to box on a Friday oh, shit. so it was just crazy and it was just a, I was just happy to fight and get over time you know what I mean so do all them tests go off to British Boxing Board of Control? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, obviously, it is a good thing to make sure that everybody going in there safe. Be safe, things. that's right, yeah. But it was just weird because, like, you hear about these things, but obviously until, like, you, you sort of... It happens. I don't, you, as viewers and as fans of the sport, you're very far removed from the day-to-day activity, if that makes sense. So like, That's right, yeah, yeah. You, you have no idea. I, I had no idea as an amateur, do you know what I mean? Mm. just once you're there yourself you think but yeah it's not as glitz and glam as it looks on tv <laughs> definitely not like i seen um i seen a couple of days ago of maxi hughes he's part of the mtk stable. oh yeah yeah he went to work the next day and he went to work yeah he's the back on the building site and it's that's like right, right. and this is the guy who's just won the ibo world title i yeah. think in the lightweight division and then he's yeah, back yeah. on a building site the next day and you're thinking 
Like it's it's very far from glitz and glamour. It is like basically the ones who are at the top of the sport are, are obviously making yeah, they make a living. Good living you know yeah. what I mean? But not everybody does. Yeah, which is which is crazy to think about, to be fair. Um sure. coming on to your next fight. So um obviously recently announced 23rd of October. It was uh, announced last night, yeah. So today I put officially now. Well, it was announced. I was told last night, like 10 o'clock. So I announced it today properly. So is that on a, is that going to be like an on an MTK card? Can you tell yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it'll be local, bit of normality. There'll be tickets available. So it, I'm looking forward to it. But like I said, I'm happy to fight. So I'm not complaining. 100%. Have, have you found out anything about opponent yet? Or is that going to be? No, nah, nothing. Not, not, not at all. Nothing. I'm, 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 I'm in the dark. <laughs> is, is it still like, obviously, for yourself, you're still working more so on yourself than the opponent. Because when you get yeah, to like a yeah, certain definitely, level, definitely, yeah, because it's not like I'm boxing, you know, a set fighter who's got a title, so I need to adapt to him. You know, where I'm young and starting out in my career, my opponent could change two days before the fight. So it's more so get myself in shape, get myself fit, get as much sparring and different sparring and all that stuff as, as I can, and then um, go ahead with it. When do you think that changes? Just as in boxing in general. So, like for yourself, when when do you think that would change from focusing on yourself purely? Because I imagine even when you get to world level, you'd still be focusing on yourself, yeah, but definitely. there will be an element of tailoring it to an opponent. Do you I, think it is at world level or even I think no, no, it's not world, it's when you know you got who you're fighting, when you know you're fighting um not necessarily a title, but you know if I know I'm boxing for an eliminator or for a title or I'm boxing a guy who like it's mainly for eliminator you know you know I'm boxing this guy this is what he does this is what he doesn't do then it's like when you know you this is your opponent when you're not boxing a journeyman you're boxing someone who's coming to win and you know it's a 50-50 fight on paper or whatever that's when you kind of got to focus on him a bit as well so it's more more the profile of the fight. If it's like a big enough profile fight that's where right, your right. opponent's not going to change, because right. I was thinking we're level, but you, you even get some like domestic fights that are of such a magnitude where Definitely. you like, have I mean, to tailor. For example, I could box Conor Ben. He he's not world level yet, but that that'd be a massive fight. He's almost there. Mm. He's fringe world level. For just an example, I I would have to focus on someone like Conor Ben. But that's just one massive example. There's loads of fighters, you know what I mean? That yeah. you got to focus on them because, you know, oh, shit, I'm boxing this guy. What are your thoughts on Conor Ben, just out of interest? I think he was a very, very uh, improved fighter. Mm-hmm. Very improved fighter. I think he didn't start off the greatest, but he's um done doing very well. He's got a lot of haters, got a lot of you know, people doubting him, whatever, but there's no problem. He's doing he's doing him him. I don't think he's ready for like he called out Adrian Broner. It's like he's nowhere near ready for Adrian Broner, but he'll probably get a million quid fighting him. So go for it. Do you know what I mean? Make a bit of noise. And if he loses, he'll learn. But he is a very good fighter. I think he has improved massively, but I don't think he's on that level yet. Like that level. Do you uh, do you think he's he's knocking on the door though of of the world class because not just uh well, who who did he fight before this um this last fight he, he knocked him out in like one round 
I can't remember the guy. I know who it was, but I just completely yeah, because he he was like a really high profile fighter as well, and they were saying timing, bro. He met him at the wrong right time. Yeah, like, in the end of his career, would he have beaten him like that five year ago, or four year ago? I don't think so. Yeah, very true. It's just all timing. Yeah, I mean boxing's timing. It's all timing. It's that like Floyd Mayweather and Canelo. I'm not saying Canelo would beat him now. But if Canelo was in his prime now, it would be a different fight. I'm not saying he'd win, but it'd be a different fight. That's one of the more interesting fantasy fight, like matchups of, of like recent times. If if it was prime v prime, it would be very interesting to watch. Very interesting. I mean, so it's all timing. It's all got to play smart. I think they are taking the time with Conor Ben because I feel like he. Oh, um, yeah, I think they've they've openly said as well. Like other than like some of the the biggest names, as in like AJ, Dillian White, yeah. etc. I think. He does like um ridiculously good numbers, as in like yeah, uh, for yeah. for like a UK star. So he's like the next breakout sort of star, and yeah, obviously yeah. the family name hundred percent is it will, will be um in his favour in that. I really want to see. I really wanted to see. I don't know if they can make it now because I'm pretty sure Josh Kelly has left Matchroom, and I think he's just signed for Wasserman Boxing. I heard so, it. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I only um, saw that today. But, that's um, a very good fight. Yeah, that's that would be really fun. interesting. I'm surprised that Kelly left at Matchroom because for me, he was always a really interesting fighter as well. Yeah, boxing's a mad game, man. Sometimes you've got to realise whoever offers you the most money, at the end of the day, you've got to kind of weigh up the odd, but money's very important in boxing, especially to these guys as well, you know, they're at that mm-hmm. level where they don't want to fight for peanuts. They yeah. want to fight for rightfully so for a lot of money. And Wasman, I don't know the ins and outs. They might have offered him a lot of money, you know, go for it, mate. Yeah, I think that they're. Um, it seems like they're having a bit of a rebuild, like promotionally, because they. I'm pretty sure they signed a deal with um, the YouTuber KSI as well for, yeah. for like a boxing co-promotion thing, and yeah. we we obviously did touch on this last time we spoke, but YouTube boxing and and things have since progressed. So um, I think I'd I'd be foolish not to get your thoughts on uh, on Jake Paul and his and his victory over Tyron Woodley. It looks like he might be fighting Tommy Fury next. What do you think of all of that side of uh, side Honestly, of boxing? All boxers hate it, but I think you know what? If someone give me silly amount of money to fight a YouTuber, mate, I would do it tomorrow. And it's as simple as that. And ninety nine percent of fighters would, if they, if anybody offered you silly money for to fight a YouTuber, I don't care who he is. A fight, it's a fight. You can offer me good money, I'm taking it. Simple as that, you know. People are saying, "Oh, they're ruining boxing, blah blah blah." You don't own boxing. I I don't own boxing to say X, Y, and Z person is ruining it. That's my opinion. Doesn't mean it's is ultimate. It's um, without my opinion, you know, he can't box or she can't box. That's up to them. If if like I said, listen, it's it's their luck. They're making silly money to do these silly fights. Good luck to them. It's as simple as that, really, don't you think? Well, you've just got me a, a TikTok clip there, so uh, thank you very much for that. Any YouTubers who want to fight in the Vasi? Any YouTuber, <laughs> uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, anybody else cares, mate, hit me up, bro. You don't have to give me millions. Give me, give me half a million, I'll take it, no problem. <laughs> yeah, hit, uh, hit up uh, Mr. Lee Eaton or MTK in general and uh, and get in touch. Get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating to watch. To be fair, because I don't know if have you have you watched any of Jake's fights or anything. Because 
it does yeah. seem he does actually seem like he's taking this boat seriously. He can bang. He's That's got a bit of punch and power. So it would be interesting to see Tommy Fury looking. against him. Yeah, because it's like I think Tommy as well is in that sort of he's in that middle ground, isn't he? Because he's technically a reality star. He's from Love Island. Just about to say that as well. Tommy Fury isn't a good fighter as himself. Like <laughs> he's got a famous brother or cousin, whatever he is, and a famous fighting family. But it doesn't mean he's an excellent fighter himself. You know, he he's a Love Island star, whatever. But he's not a a soul in a, like a boxer like his brother or his cousin Tyson. He's he can't talk. He's just Logan Paul, Jake Paul, but to a lesser extent, if that makes sense. The UK version, basically, UK <laughs> compared version, to the American version. It's like me calling out another person because I'm trying to be like him and he's just doing it better than me. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I get you. I feel like that it obviously is like an entertainment industry, especially like boxing. It's all about entertainment and things. But like, we're, 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 we're actors, we're not actors, but we're entertainers entertainers where, where do you think it crosses the line though because recently we've seen Evandy Holyfield at the age of I don't know 50 something 57, I think. and and he obviously did that first round knockout um, yeah. from Vito Belfort and it's obviously a thing that I think the entire boxing community came out and basically was like horrified that he was even allowed to fight like he even mm-hmm. got a license it's not nice to see especially because he is a legend is that sort of where the, the line is crossed in terms of entertainment and sport? I think... I think it's... At the end of the day, bro, you know what it is? People are forgetting that. Sport aside, it is a free world, free country. You can do whatever you want. Providing you don't break a law, I can't stop you from doing anything. So, for example, if I feel a certain type of way about it, about the Holyfield, or 10 million people feel a certain type of way, what can we do to stop him from doing a fight that he took, that he he took himself at his own, of his own accord? Nobody forced him. I get what people say, you know, oh, he should have done it, he should have done it, but he did, and he chose, he wanted to do it. So, like, what can anybody say to him about not doing it? In fairness, I think most people's gripe was more towards the, the commission, like, to sanction it. I don't think because I think I'm they not got too rejected. sure on that. But a lot uh, of them are like not proper boxing licenses; they're like un- unlicensed. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. on that. But a lot yeah. of the time, they do fight unlicensed, like as in unlicensed fighting. Yeah, because I think that's why they had to change it to an exhibition. But I'm pretty sure uh, they they um they got like rejected from one commission and then basically went to like the oh, next really? state and and then got it from there. But yeah, yeah it's it is just interesting to to talk about these things because boxing at the moment is just such a weird place um the last time we spoke again one of the the bigger boxing talking points then was we were all getting really excited for the biggest heavyweight clash that was going to happen and it was going to be joshua versus fury obviously Man. we're sitting now in in uh in september and it's all it's all falling through they're fighting their own opponents respectively what do you make of all that mess uh, uh, honestly, as a fan, forget I'm a boxer, as a fan, it's annoying. You know, we want to see the best fight, the best heavyweight fight right now mm-hmm. as a fan. But as a boxer, I kind of understand there's so much involved, you know, as a boxer, this is me speaking, there's so much involved. There's so many things that are involved. And 
they're on the pinnacle of the sport. So there's a million other things involved. So it's not always as easy. Like I said, if it was that easy, you know, we'd all be millionaires, we'd all be boxing big names and blah, 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 but it's not. So as a fan, it's frustrating, it's annoying. You know, that's the fight I want to see. It's a fight everybody wants to see. But as a boxer, it's still annoying, but I can understand a bit more as to why it's not happening. This is where like politics and things come into play, and and it's yeah. it's the it's the shit side of boxing that nobody really likes, especially like the fans, especially because we want to see the best face the best. That's right. That's right. And uh, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's, there's a lot of things that obviously go on in the background that yeah. we won't know about, and honestly, yeah. even through a few conversations with yourself uh, on the podcast and off the podcast, it sort of gave him given me an inkling of an insight. Obviously, yeah. like we haven't even touched on the majority of things that you probably go through on a day-to-day, but just yeah. the one or two things we have, it's I mean, given me a bit more insight. I, if me and you're fighting for a million pounds, we're both elite fighters in the world and blah, blah, blah. I could say, I could put in a contract, oh, by the way, after the weigh-in, you can't be above a certain weight. Mm-hmm. People, people wouldn't know. The average person would not understand that, yeah. what it means. But that's a massive deal. So they could say, you know, we have to make 65 kilos weigh-in Bearing in mind, we'd kill ourselves to make the weight. And the next day, normally, we can get up to whatever we want. Mm-hmm. I could say, oh, you know what? In the contract, after the fight, me and my opponent are not allowed to exceed 67. Just random examples. That could be a point of contest- contestant. You know, you might not agree, I might not agree, or you agree and I don't agree, whatever. It, there's so many things involved. Yeah, because I, I think that was something Floyd was very famous for doing. That's right, yeah. Um, but back in the day. But um, I don't know if you you probably won't remember this, uh, but if anybody wants to go back and listen to, obviously, the original podcast when we were talking about this, I actually said then I would prefer Joshua to fight Usyk first <laughs> because I said that um, it would be good for him to face somebody with a, an extraordinarily high ring IQ. Yeah. And it would hold him in good stead for the Fury fight because right. his get out of jail free card versus Usyk is his, his size and his power. Oh. But he can he can go in there and sort of test himself and like that chest match of a, of a boxer mm. match versus a, a very skilled opponent. Yeah. And that would hold him in really good stead for, for um, the Fury fight, obviously, if both of them do get through. How do you see both of them fights going? Do you think it's re- repeat for Fury and he'll just get through Wilder again? And how do you see the AJ and, and Usyk fight going? Um, I've actually got tickets for the AJ and um, Fury fight, um, AJ and Usyk fight. You know what? Uh, my heart says he's going to knock him out. AJ's going to knock him out. Simple as that. But a part of me does want to believe that Usyk is too elusive to get knocked out but then that's not entirely the case because in heavyweight boxing size plays a massive 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 factor in in heavyweight boxing and he's not natural heavyweight and joshua is not a normal heavyweight he's a super strong heavyweight so like i said i kind of hope that you sit dancing around and boxes him but i kind of don't believe it you know i just think joshua is really strong and he's not big enough to be a heavyweight and in regards to fury I think it will be a repeat. I don't know how, but I do think it will be a repeat. What, what about, because uh, Wilder's obviously left his previous coaches after the towel was thrown in and it seems like he's tried to 
become a better technical boxer? Do you think it's a tad too late? Do you think any of that makes a difference? Mm, I think, yes. I think that his technique ain't going to change now. He, he's just going to fight on heart, but I don't think he's got the heart in him. As he, yeah, like, everyone can give up, but I just feel like Tyson Fury's just done him once, done him twice, probably doing him a third time now. Like, it's just, yeah. And I think the thing that doesn't hold uh, bode well for Wilder is, is the excuses after that second fight. Like, exactly, exactly. So, you're sort uh, of admitting defeat with the amount of excuses that you came out with, like the costume is too heavy, etc. But I I agree with you with the Usyk, uh, Usyk point as well. As um, I don't feel like he is a uh, a natural heavyweight. Like he, he struggled versus Derek Chisora, and Chisora is quite a small, uh, like not as in size wise, but in height, he's quite small. Right. And Taz and Anthony Joshua's got a hard, hard, hard bang. Do you know what I mean? It's not just he's weak. He's genuinely a really, really hard hitter. So how does and he's just physically so much bigger. I just yeah. don't see it going a distance, if I'm honest. Hopefully both of them come through and then we can see that mega fight next year because uh, that would be uh, amazing. Fury said that he, he, he'll he fight uh, Fury, uh, no, Wilder, sorry, then... Um, Joshua, then Dylan White and all that stuff. He made yeah, it. yeah, I think he's had his running order. I'll, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> um, uh, and... I don't think we can go without touching on Canelo because he's just the biggest like draw in the sport. And, and he is one of them people who is actually just fighting the best and he's going after this final belt. I think That's it was cool. announced this week that he's fighting Caleb Plant Caleb in November. Plant, yeah, that'd be a good fight, you know. Um, in spells, Canelo looks beatable, but he's just, again, so strong. Like, I don't get it. Um, he does look beatable, though. You, someone who's strong and hard and can take a punch and is willing to get caught. I feel like, but then again, he 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 scored Golovkin, so I don't really know. I've, he's unbeatable, maybe, but I don't know. I I do. You know what we say about every time? You know, I thought Billy Joe Saunders could beat him until he just batters him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and the manner of that defeat as well. And I don't know if we had British bias going into that, but I actually genuinely thought like Billy Joe could. I thought uh, could, technically he's probably better. Yeah. Yeah, but he just wasn't strong enough, and I feel like the only thing with Canelo will be if he goes up too many weight divisions. Like, so if he does go against like your your Baturbiyevs and uh, Bivols and like heavyweight, he might. I don't, stumble I don't a think Bivol can pose no threat after his last fight against Craig Richards. I don't think he poses a threat. Better Biv maybe Caleb Plant maybe, but other than that, I don't think there's many people that beat him. I haven't watched too much of Caleb Plant, but apparently, like, I've heard a lot of people saying this could be, like, a real test for Canelo, so... Very, very, very real test, yeah. He's very strong. I'm, I'm going to have to watch some uh, some some fights of Caleb Plant in that case. Is there any uh, other fights that you're you're interested in or, or keeping your eyes out at the moment? Who who, who do you normally follow? Other than mine on the 23rd of October. Yeah, uh, other than yours. <laughs> I'm not really interested... Because I've got tickets for the Usyk fight, I'm thinking about not going because I can't be asked. It's just I'm trying to focus on my career. You know, I mean, as much as I can, learn, pick things up, and progress as, and go as far as I can. Well, if, if you try to pick things up, that probably would be a good fight to pick a few things up from, and it might give you the motivation with the atmosphere as well. So that's right. That's that's 
something that people overlook you know the atmosphere and the buzz and the motivation it gives you it's not just a night out it's it's what you make of it and I normally go there and I get motivated I feel motivated that I, this might be me one day your past two fights have been both without crowds haven't they yeah. So this this obviously back on 23rd of October, you'll have crowds. Crowds, yeah. You'll be selling tickets as well. So hopefully we can get a lot of um a lot of Inderbasi support. That's I remember I, I remember you saying on, on your debut you had um your granddad and, and all of his friends were there, like there were Sardars and things to cheat right, you on. So I mean I sell a few can... tickets, so it's it's nice. Yeah, I mean it's nice. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um well, yeah. If is there anything else that you want to touch upon before we wrap up? No, I feel like we've we've pretty much touched to touch on everything from farmers to my previous fight, giving a good detailed conversation. Yeah, no, as a it was a, it was a good catch up. To be fair, we'll probably have to do one after your next fight, and maybe uh, all the way up until uh, until world champion. To world champion, we'll have, we'll have about thirty episodes by then. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> we normally would end on uh, quick fire questions, but we already did that in the last one. So um, yeah. if anybody hasn't, uh, again, watched that one, which is a bit more of a, the culture upbringing, how in the got into boxing, and obviously them quick fire questions, then go ahead, listen to that one. As we said, we also did the Farmers Protest podcast. So listen to that one it's still going on so we still need to uh, be proactive about things and as uh, as we mentioned throughout this episode ended will be fighting on october 23rd um tickets will probably be gone by the time this podcast comes out no nah, um, i haven't received them yet so hopefully hopefully they do fly out hopefully they fly um, out hopefully they fly out but um I imagine it will be available on MTK's YouTube channel, just like the last couple of fights. So uh, be be um, be ready near a screen or a monitor on the twenty third of October, so we can we can all support. And um, and I yeah, always always make always got time for you. Had a good conversation, but thank you, I appreciate it, man. Genuinely, like I said, we've never met each other, but you know, I have a lot of time and respect for you. A lot of time, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate you giving up your time as well because nah, I, I know you're training in that and so uh, obviously busy schedule. <laughs> Especially during wedding season now that fucking oh, mate, every mate. weekend there's like 10 weddings on <laughs> since no, COVID's no, locked no, down and up, uplifted. But yeah, I, I shall let you go because we're getting quite late. I know you need to rest and recover and all of that sports, sports science and all of that stuff. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll catch everybody in the next episode. <laughs>